Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Does it got podcast or nothing at all? I am Chris, that's Dan, and Dan, what episode are we talking about this week? We are on season two, episode seventeen. Live airing live. Except if we're not live because it's animated, they can't do it live even if they want to. It would be a terrible strain on the animator's wrists. March 28th, 1991 was the release, and it is Old Money. Yes. Uh, One of these weeks that you're going to set me up, and I'm going to say the wrong fucking episode. (laughs) That's going to be fantastic. (laughs) Oh, well. Guys, this is a free podcast, so (laughs) these things are going to happen. And speaking speaking of things that are free, if you actually, you know subscribe to ckcc radio you get a lot of great shows including the nerd table real parent real paranormal talk ranking tracks the motivational moves j bunny's music hub the bored to death binge cast the race nerd podcast by the numbers the a show and chris ranks the universe a lot of stuff to watch there Chris, I know you're going to be on the A show later tonight for release on Monday or Tuesday or whatever. I am. I have my idea for you for that because you're doing WWE 2005. Yep, the year I got into the business. So you you pick Muhammad Hassan with Kazro Divari. Anyway, let's. (laughs) And then you pick with your somebody cool that would get over. With your seventh round uh, wild card pick, and you have them beat up Muhammad Hassan and Davari. And who do you want me to to draft for that? Well, we're talking wild card two thousand five, so that means probably one from TNA. All right. Well, you're gonna blow my spot if you go any further. <laughs> so. Anyway, yes, uh, this this well, is well. I mean, you could get Christian in either the wild court or a regular round. Yeah, that's true. All right, so <laughs> here on the show, we review every Simpsons ever, and I've been told that there are people interested in coming on the show. So here's what you need, guys, need to do if you want to guest on the show at some point. You have to tell me which specific episode you want to be a guest for. You can choose, like, ten episodes if they're all your favorites and you want to talk about them. But you have to let me know which ones, because if you don't, we're going to get right to that episode and we won't be able to plan this. And we announce what the next episode is going to be, so there should be no confusion at all. But... <laughs> there shouldn't be confusion with us not announcing it either. Well, that's true. We're going in order. <laughs> There's only the 30th episode of the entire show, so... We're, we are getting there. But yes, so let's, we're going to talk about Old Money now, uh, an episode that deals with death. And first of all, Bart's writing that he will not grease the monkey bars on the chalkboard, which makes you wonder what happened to put that on there. Did anybody get hurt? He obviously greased the monkey bars. Did anybody hurt? Was it Martin? I mean, it's. I mean, you have to land right on something to get hurt falling off the monkey bars. That is true. Yeah, you have to like hit the button. You know, the break my arm button that's on your arm, of course. 
And because this is a grandpa-centric episode, the couch gag is grandpa-centric too. Because as the family runs in, grandpa's sleeping on the couch and they startle the hell out of him. He does the classic, what the... The old man startle that became one of his one of his traits which i love so uh grandpa's in a pretty bad mood as we kick off the episode because the third sunday of every month is where it, what they spend with grandpa and their great family outing was the liquor store yeah and he's just not in a good mood as they they drop him off which i would imagine most old people would be fucking awesome <laughs> i think that's the best yeah, probably. Uh, and their ride home after dropping Grandpa off is just... It's just horrible. They're arguing over what he smells like. <laughs> then they're then they're like, well, what should we take him to do next week? Uh, pony ride! Yeah, he can't get on ponies. I like the glassblower downtown. That's boring. How about the Museum of Oddities? And then they pass by the billboard for Discount Lion Safari. Which already makes you laugh, because that's always... Not only is that, like, a classic thing with the, the drive through safaris that something happens to the people, but those, they happen in real life. And that's why my car will never go through a drive through safari, because I've seen the video of the monkeys ripping the windshield wipers off the cars. So... But all is not for loss, because... As Grandpa is upset that he gets the wrong pills, it's labeled Simmons, in walks this old lady who got the Simpson pills, and they immediately fall for one another. Well, she, she's not staring, she just has a lazy eye. <laughs> That's going to be a great line for, at the old folks. Home. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, how many of them probably have the lazy eye? Now, I have heard rumors that the old folks' home are, uh, there's a lot of fucking. I've heard that, too, and I'm pretty sure that that is a thing that goes on. Parks and Rec did an episode about it. But, yes. Um, oh, yeah, they had, to, they had to get them, like, prophylactics and teach them safe sex. <laughs> yes. So, like, how many of you are sexually active and, like, 75% of them raise their hands and, like, are you serious? <laughs> So Beatrice Simmons is voiced by Audrey Meadows, yes. who you might know as Alice Cramden on The Honeymooners. Yeah. Bang, zoom, right to the moon. That was her, uh, well, that was her big, her big credit. And then, of course, when Jackie Gleason had the Jackie Gleason show, she was also credited as Alice Cramden on that as well. Her other two cr top credits are That Touch of Mink and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. But she's been in a ton of stuff. This is actually one of her last credits. Because this is 1991. She passed away in 96. And didn't really do too much in between that. Wow, she did two episodes of Dave's World. That was her last thing. Yeah. But yeah, she, uh, she gets to play Beatrice Simmons on the simpsons so of course they're introducing themselves to each other and i think there's a misconception or maybe it's one of those mandela effect things but when they do the front where they sign grandpa's name to the itchy and scratchy episodes that bart and lisa are writing the big reveal is that grandpa's name is abraham but they say it in this episode right here he introduced himself as abraham simpson they call him abe like jasper calls him abe later so 
you know, I, I don't really know why that became the big reveal. And maybe that was like a Mandela effect because it was a plot point. But it's already revealed here. He's Abraham Simpson. Yes. And also, did you notice how he he does say that he is a widower? This is the the belief right now is that Mona is not alive. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Is, she shows up at one point. Right. And I'm trying to remember if Grandpa knew that or if he only told Homer that. But I don't. Rem- it's been a while since I've seen that episode. But we'll we'll get to that, you know, in a couple years. Uh, so they start eating their pills together, and they, of course, they, they uh, eat pills they at each other erotically. Eat their pills by opening the capsules, dumping the contents oh. <laughs> on their tongue. My God, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh God, have you ever had a pill break open? That is the most foul-tasting shit ever. It's so horrible. When the I try so hard not to mess with those kind of pills, like yeah, it's the worst. You don't want to because it's it... there is a reason. There is a special casing on this pill. Yes, the uh, the friggin' oh, it's so bitter. It's it's the worst. So of course, uh, Grandpa is setting up for a date with B. He's getting himself ready. He's looking spiffy. You know, he's got the hat on, and everything, or he's he's trying to trying to get his hair back, and he doesn't have any gel, so he just spits in it. Oh yeah, the pomade's empty. The pomade's empty, exactly. It's got bugs in there, like it literally flies. Yes. <laughs> fly out. Opens the pomade. Uh, go back and watch there. It's a nice scene where they're dancing and they're singing to each other. But go back and watch that, and just watch the old people in the background. It's that awkward animation where it's repeating to it's recycle animation to to save on budget. But they bait all the old couples basically twitch at the same time. It's really awkward. I because watching these episodes, I'm paying a lot of attention to what's going on in the big picture to make these notes. And holy crap, it's it's funny. But they have a nice little date montage there. They're walking on the beach, holding hands, and the tortoise slaps them. <laughs> They're playing piano in the old folks' home and everything. And now, Grandpa's like, "All right, B's having a birthday, so I'm gonna go to the only store that I know." <laughs> Which is Herman's Antiques. And he's like, I got a special birthday coming up. And Herman's like, ah, yes, the Battleship New Jersey. No, you idiot. So, give me a gift. Well, how about this hat? It's Napoleon's hat. It's just a fez. That's not Napoleon's hat. Oh, he wore this, like, one time. (laughs) One time, like, it's vacation home or something. It's like, it's $400. Well, I can't can't get that. Goes. Why don't you try Grandma's World across the street? So he gets a, a wool shawl and gets a price check on it. So, of course, he's getting all ready to go to his girlfriend's birthday. And here comes Homer. All right, Dad. Third sand, uh, Sunday of the month. Let's go. He's like, go away. It's my girlfriend's birthday. And, of course, Homer starts mocking him that it's an imaginary girlfriend and all his friends are there. And then... from Canada? Yeah. <laughs> That's not... But... <laughs> but he just whisks him away and he's just like alright one of you kids kicking the seat I'm kicking the seat and they take him to discount lion safari with the, with the tagline if you can find a cheaper lion you must be in Africa so of course they're driving through 
Grandpa's not impressed, and then neither is Bart. <laughs> so it's like, this place kind of sucks. All the animals are sleeping, which, as somebody who worked at a safari ride at Disney, these things happen. By the way, lions are mostly nocturnal anyway, so they would be sound asleep at this time of day. This is not a good... Because they hunt animals that are sleeping, because it's easy to get them. Exactly. But, you know Homer, he's got to take the, the offbeat path. So, there he goes, just getting the car stuck. And now they found the lions. And the lion attacking the car montage is hysterical, too, because the only one who's, a, who's loving the attention is Maggie. Like, as soon as the lion's at the window, she's, like, reaching for it. And when the lion gets up on the car, on the roof, and starts denting it, everyone's screaming, but Maggie's still, like, going for it. My favorite part of the montage is when they just have a zebra on the hood of the car that they're feasting on. Like, that means they catch, they, they consciously drag the carcass onto the hood of the car to eat it. Yep. Have you ever had any close calls on nature in such in, in such a way? With, uh... Like, with with an animal doing something like that, like a predator, or no, not a predator. Because I mean, like, Cause at... did, we, we did uh, we did Yellowstone. Ah, there and, you go. And you know, they put a bunch of roads through Yellowstone, so now there's a nice flat surface for the bison to go on. <laughs> well, there you and go. And so you know, you have to stop for a half hour here because the bison <laughs> are right down the middle of the road because it's a nice flat piece of land. That leads to important places. Well, you know, the pro- and, the problem we always had growing up in Sussex County, New Jersey, it were the bears. And there were times when you're driving down the road and boom, there's the bear. I mean, deer the are, the, are the hassle, but the bears, uh, yeah. Yeah, deer was more where I grew up. Bears were more up in the Adirondack Mountains. There were, uh, there were three infamous animals at the safari ride, though, that would get in the road and just cause a headache. One were the giraffes, but the guests love that because, you know, they're giraffes. That's one of the big attractions there. One was the white, the white rhinos, but, you know, you just, as long as you, as long as the mom and kid were on the same side of the road, that wasn't a problem. And then the last one were the goddamn ostriches who would literally stand in the road and just block the truck, but they wouldn't move. See, the giraffes or the rhinos, if you're just creeping up on them, they'll get the hint and they'll walk. They're not in a hurry to get out of the way, but they're also keep moving. Not the ostrich. The ostrich just stands there. Yeah. So you'd have to get the animal progress people to come out and physically move the damn bird. And they will hold that truck up for a while. Ugh. Unbelievable. But yeah, the, the zebra thing is hysterical. And of course, they're basically stuck overnight. So Abe misses B's birthday. They get he shows up and he's He's getting ready to make up for it. Well, they get rest. They get the best part is when they get rescued. They know exactly who, which family, went off the path. Simpson. Yes, Mister Simpson. I presume. Oh yeah, it is actually really sad because he gets back. He's like, I've got a date with an angel, and Jasper has to go. You don't know how right you are. He died. That's literally her in the ambulance right now. <laughs> yeah, they're loading her into the ambulance when they pull back up. And he said it was her ticker. The ventricle popped, but he said, yeah, they can say that, Jasper, but I know she died of a broken heart. So, at her funeral, uh, six old guys struggle 
to bring the casket in, and Grandpa goes, she really cared for me. She didn't make me a pallbearer. <laughs> and I mean, can you imagine, like, your life changes that much, you spend that much time in an old folks' home that, like, pretty much all the people that take care of your uh, funeral and stuff are the old people that you spent the last 20 years with? Yeah. I mean, that would be it, right? Like, those are the those are the friends that you have. And, of course, Grandpa delivers the classic line to Homer. I have no son because Homer cost him his last day on Earth with his beloved. And that causes a big rift between Abe and Homer. So Abe is, of course, just, you know, bestraught over B. And here comes Lionel Hutz, who scares the shit out of him. He's like, yeah, she left you everything. She was a wealthy woman, but you have to spend a night in a haunted house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to put throw this out there, everybody. If you want to leave me a large sum of money and you just need me to spend a night in a haunted house, uh, I'm for that. So you just go ahead and tell me which haunted house you want me to spend the night in. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sleep, but... Uh, they don't say you have to sleep. You just have to be there till sunrise. Or I'll be I'll be uh checking that shit. I'll be I'll be probably watching movies on my phone. Yeah, are I'll... you trying to go around and get the EMF readings and shit? What do you think I'd be doing, <laughs> Jeff? If you're listening to this, loan me your shit. Actually, Jeff would probably come with me. I'll, I'll give him a percentage of the inheritance. So if anybody out there. Wants to leave me a large sum of money. These are $106,000, which doesn't sound like a huge amount of money today, but it's his. That's, to... a, that's a life-changing amount of money. Yeah, it, it can be, especially all at once. And he's allowed to enjoy it as he sees fit. And first thing he does is he buys the hat, because <laughs> that's, that's what he wanted. And then... As he's figuring out what to do with all this money, here comes the the guy that runs the retirement home, and he's like, you know, that money could do a lot of good things. There are rubdowns, and then there are rubdowns, if you know what I mean. And I'm like, that is really creepy. Very, very creepy. And let's never bring that up again. But Which is really awkward, given the end of the episode. Very awkward, given the end of the episode. <laughs> But yeah, so Grandpa tries to do all kinds of fun stuff. Because, you know, he gets in the cab. He's like, where to, Pally? Take me somewhere fun. You the boss. So he goes to some female mud wrestling. That doesn't do it. He tries hang gliding. That doesn't do it. He does Disneyland. With the, uh, the misspelling. Which even has like a disclaimer on it that it's like misspelled on purpose and not to not get sued. Exactly. <laughs> and the roller coaster ain't doing it for roller coaster ain't doing it for him either and he's just like yeah nothing's gonna work here and then beatrice ghost shows up next to him and he starts screaming on the roller coaster while they're going up the the climb and everybody's staring at him that's a good laugh out loud moment right there yes not affiliated with disneyland disney world or anything else from the walt disney company (laughs) yeah that's that's part of the trivia yeah it's good that's a funny disclaimer which is ironic now, because they could—they don't have to use those disclaimers anymore. In fact, how did we watch this episode? <laughs> I've been watching them all on Disney+, Plus because I'm just yeah. too lazy to load up. I have them on DVD, but I'm just 
It's it's more convenient to do it this way. It's really like three clicks, dude. Exactly. So Beatrice tells Abe, she's like, listen, if if the money's not making you happy, then why don't you give it away? Do something nice with it. And he's like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. Hey, B, how was death scary? Not as scary as this. And then they he actually enjoys himself. So, of course, Homer's just distraught. Oh, I didn't even mention how Grandpa calls him. And he's like, hey, I just came into money, and you're not getting any of it. <laughs> you just hear Homer do the dumb on the phone. <laughs> but, yeah. They try to, uh, oh yeah, because B's the one that talks him into it. You know, call your son, he misses you. So they're trying to call the Dr. Marvin Monroe line to figure out what to do, but Grandpa shows up and says, is there any room at your table for an old fool? Well, sure, we'll just have to push a chair in from the den. Yeah, that's the the way it is. (laughs) When you get the unexpected company, right, you gotta find the chair. Because every dining room table has enough chairs for the family, and then you have to actually get more. That's how it always is. Or they're, they're, the chairs are there, but you got to pull the table away from the wall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, it's your standard crazy family dinner, scarf and faces. Uh, Bart and Lisa are having a corn cob lightsaber battle. And Grandpa's just like, ah, oh, the simple joys of a family dinner. And he explains what he's going to do. He's going to give the money away. He's going to hear out everyone's everyone's cases. And, of course, Homer's just like, Oh, Dad, that's so wonderful. Yeah, you don't want the money. Yes, I do. Well, too bad you ain't getting it. And he gets the attraction uh, of the local news because there's Kent Brackman doing a story on it about what this old man's going to get do with this money. And let's. I, I went ahead and I wrote down who was in line. To go for the money, we have Bleeding Gums Murphy, a poo, Krusty the Clown, Nelson, Emily Winthrop with a dog, Princess Cashmere, Sideshow Mel, Darth Vader, the Lovejoys, Diamond Joe Quimby, the Joker, a Trekkie, the Flanders is, 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 and then Skinner with Brockman getting in line and Barney queuing up right behind him. So Dan, you ready to hear what the town's ideas are for the money? These are great. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Otto wants to customize the bus. And he's got an artist rendition of how to do it. Uh, Mr. Burns is trying to beg for it. By the way, this is, uh, oh, you're that guy that owns the power plant. And, of course, later, in later episodes, we find out that they know each other very well. They were in the war. Yep, they were wrestling rivals. There's a lot there. But as Burns points out, I I don't want to see the day when $100,000 isn't worth groveling for. Uh, Moe's got a treasure map. Although it could just be directions to some guy's house. <laughs> and he ends up being the front runner. <laughs> because it's with his terrible pitch. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Marvin Monroe has created... A Monroe box, which is basically a torturous isolation chamber. And he's like, So what, how much is it going to cost? Oh, I already have it built. <laughs> you just need to buy a baby. I need to buy a baby. <laughs> Freaking horrible. <laughs> uh, Bart's got a basically a Santa list for Grandpa. And I want this and I want that. Uh, Professor Frank's got a death ray that 
He needs his some money to debut on the show. Yep. And then of course here comes Lisa. And she's like, None of these people deserve it, Grandpa. You need to give it back to the community and help people with it. Although I'd like a pony. You're right. I'll name her princess. No, you were right about the other thing. And of course he does the foolish thing, which is he goes on the old the old person casino junkie with auto driving the bus jamming out. I also love Can that you they slow down. Yeah. Hey, mellow out, old dudes, or I'll drive this thing into a river, all right? The best part is they're actually jamming out with him later. I like the idea that he owns the bus. Like, there's only one school, only one bus in all of town. Yeah, and it's his. It's, and it's a yellow school bus, and Otto fucking owns it. Yup, pretty much. That's the only bus. But hey, you know what? If you own a bus, you can do a lot of stuff with it. Yes. Well, I think that's, like, I know, I always see the um, the small buses, the short buses, I always see them parked in people's driveways. So those have to, at least those have to be privately owned. Well, um, my mother drove one of those shorter buses. It, it was uh, for, like, kids that weren't quite kindergarten age, but needed to get their um, social skills up, whether or not they have issues talking or hearing or whatever. Mm. Or, okay. you know, and so she... Uh, drove for a secondary company, and she drove a short bus picking up kids all over the county and taking them to a specific place. And she was, we were so far away from the main building for that company that she got to keep it in the driveway. Gotcha. Well, there you go. There's the answer. So, or course, some people buy used ones and turn into RVs and stuff. Like some of them are really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, those 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 videos are awesome. So of course the casino itself is Plato themed and Phil Hartman's the voice of the guy dressed as Plato. And as soon as Homer finds out what's happening here, he races his ass to the casino and actually saves Grandpa's money because he's about to bet well first he realizes he's winning and tries to convince him to stop, and Grandpa almost blows it, but Homer saves at the last minute. I'm going to play at 42. We only go to 36. Yeah, I got a feeling about that number. We only go to 36. Well, then put it all on 36. I got a feeling about that number. When he knocks his chips off the, off the table, and he's like, Homer, if this isn't a three, if this is 36. But nope, it's double zero. He's like, you, you made, you made, you prevented me from losing my winnings. So, of course, they're like, they're outside and. Homer's stuff in his face, and as Grandpa's watching the old folks get back on the bus and looks at his own aged hands, he realizes exactly what needs to be done, as, of course, he wipes Homer's mouth, because that's what fathers do with their, with their children. <laughs> and Grandpa takes that money, and he fixes up that dump of a retirement castle. Everybody's got recliners, they got a big screen TV to watch Itchy and Scratchy, the walls have been repainted, it looks great. And there's a brand new dining hall that he named after Beatrice Simmons. And he ends with... Dignity's on. Yeah. Dignity's on me. And he's got the fez on. Actually, pretty much, once he buys the fez, he pretty much wears it the whole time. And one last note. The credits of this episode actually tell you who voiced who. Did you notice that? It was like... Dan Castellaneta as 
all the yes. characters. And that's the first instance I've seen that of, and I don't know if they've really done that since. Like a full breakdown? In the yeah, like a parts, full... Free... Other than, like, the Simpsons movie, but... So, let's do some trivia. <clears throat> so, here's why this this happened. The staff often received questions from fans regarding which characters were done by which voice actor. So there you go. That was a res direct response. This, of course, is the first episode to reference Abraham Simpson. Uh, Bart is the only character that was not named after a member of Matt Groening's own family. Because he's just an... He's just brat. Yes. It's an anagram for brat. So, of course, he didn't want to name Grandpa after his grandfather, Abram. So he left it to the writers to choose a name, and they chose Abraham without any knowledge of the connection there. So he had talked to God and changed his name. Exactly. Uh, as Dan pointed out, this was Professor Frank's first appearance. He is not named here. He's just a crazy scientist. He's also got a wife here. Sometimes he's got a wife, sometimes he's got a kid, and other times he's in with the rest of the bachelors. So I think that just depends on what they feel like doing with Frank at the time. Good Glavin, it's on my shoe. <laughs> uh, the pill scene is a reference to the movie Tom Jones. What else could it possibly be? I have not actually seen that movie, so. But that's where the reference came in. So, of course, Frank was supposed to be a mad scientist, but Hank Azaria ad-libbed a Jerry Lewis role, with, of course, the Nutty Professor being the the, the role there. And Frank was named after writer John Frank, but that was actually before he became a writer. He was just a staff guy at the time. And that is Frank's first name, is John whenever you randomly see that. <clears throat> um, let's see. Grandpa's quote is from the poem If by Rudyard Kipling. And the name Beatrice was chosen because B-E-A is an anagram of A-B-E, Abe. So they actually did that as a little connection. <clears throat> and if you guys want to visit the real discount line safari... Uh, Jay Kogan used to visit Lion Country Safari in Palm Beach County, Florida. So you can actually... Loxahatchee. So there you go. That's your, uh, that's old money. Uh, again, like we talked about with Bart's Dog Gets an F, and I'll probably say the same thing next week with Brushwood Greatness. These are bottom tier episodes for the season, but that doesn't make them bad episodes this one's got a lot of heart and i like the focus on grandpa as a character because he is a very interesting character like yes he's got the old coot stuff which is funny you know like like earlier we we talked about how him and jasper were at the movie theater and then complaining because the screen was too small and out of focus and the floor was too sticky and the movie was too long but here you can see that he's actually you know he's still a human being he's got a heart he cares. He's just an he's just an elderly man. That's all. 
Good old Grandpa Simpson. I like this episode. What are your thoughts, Dan? It's not a fun ride, but a worth it ride. It's one of those episodes. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching, but it's not. It, it will deliver more feelings than laughs. But like I said, when when Beatrice Ghost shows up on the roller coaster and he starts screaming, that's one of the best laugh out loud moments. So very much, very much appreciate this episode for what it is. Uh, we're going to keep the guest stars going, guys. Because next time, when we come to you on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we're going to review Brush With Greatness, which features one of the three Beatles that will appear on this show. Obviously, John Lennon would not have been able to appear, but they get the rest of them. We find out Marge has a giant crush on Ringo Starr, or apparently she used to. That will be featured next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Check out all the other great shows on CKCC Radio. And if you guys are interested in bonus content, go to patron.com slash club kayfabe. And for five bucks a month, you get weekly bonus content. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. We will see you guys next time. Bye.